In this episode of Fictional Hangover, we talk about choosing tea, choosing violence, being excessively British, sassing the excessively British, and asking, what you doing, mate? In our discussion of Heartstopper, Volume 2 by Alice Oseman. You did that so well! everybody, welcome to Fictional Hangover, a podcast about young adult and new adult books, series, authors, and voice actors that is full of spoilers. I'm Amanda. And I'm Claire. And today we're going to discuss Heartstopper Volume 2 by Alice Oldman. And I haven't just spilled my coffee. Good job! I'm so proud of you. <laughs> Standard disclaimer. Miracle, miracle. If you haven't read this book, please remember that Fictional Hangover is all about spoilers. If you haven't read and don't want to be spoiled, stop listening to us and go read the book. Then come back. If you haven't done this but want to pretend that you have, or if you don't care about spoilers, or if you just like the show so much that you don't care about any of that, then listen up. I said words just then. Or... <laughs> <coughs> You can just, I mean, it's the first episode of 2020. I know, you can we just gotta. feel the professionalism, can't you? It's just oozing. Yes, we've gotta start out strong. Or we start out poorly and then get better. That's not a thing. That's God. not a thing at Dang. all. <laughs> We're doing a grand job. Well done, Amanda. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. It's like I've been doing this for four and a half years it's fine it's fine it's fine fine. let's go with it sticking to the professionalism let's have some background info i read an article on theguardian.com by lucy knight and there was a really lovely quote that also kind of sounded like me by alice oseman so i just want to read this quote out loud I like to think the lack of negativity is because Heartstopper is so positive and joyful and full of love, so it's hard to actively hate without seeming like a horrible person. (laughs) And that's me. Because it's true. It is positive and adorable and precious But it is so not my style. So while I think it's positive and adorable and precious, I'm also like, oh, romance. (laughs) But also it's fine because it's precious. (laughs) And that's my initial thought. Fair enough. I think we decided when we did the first one. That they're all like cinnamon rolls and sushi rolls or something like that. They're just gorgeously cute. No, no, no. That was a different book. Is that a different that one? Was, way, the precious cinnamon rolls. That was the one. That was um, in deeper waters, and and it was <gasps> yes, they were sushi because the because he is a merman. Yeah, yeah. Sushi roll. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'll grant you that. Yeah. But these are precious cinnamon rolls. They as are. Well. These are. They really, really are. And it's a struggle for me because I'm dead on the inside. <laughs> Well, there is that. But, you know, I like them because you know exactly what you're getting. You know Nick and Charlie are going to get together. Yeah. That is, without a question, it's what happens. Yeah. And it's the journey to that. But now, from this volume on, the journey changes. And it's not about a relationship. Like, the romance to start it. It's about other things. Okay. Like, the se- the third one starts to get really heavy oh okay will my 
shriveled up dead heart like that one better? Is there a grizzly murder? No. Damn it. (laughs) Unfortunately, there's no grizzly murders. I mean, it's no... I don't think it's any spoiler, but the third one starts to deal with, um, like, actually coming out to people. Oh, real things. Okay. Real things. Okay. And the fourth one is heavily involved around mental health. Okay. Okay. So this is why I really enjoy them, because they're talking about things that people should talk about. Sure. Mm-hmm. And it should be out in the open, and there shouldn't be anything hidden about it. They're not taboo subjects. Right. People are what people are and people have to deal with so much shit in their lives you should be able to talk about the stuff that's that that kind of stuff yeah so it doesn't surprise me when we were talking about it before you said that these books just don't stay on the shelves in the library no not at all i don't even remember when i put book two on hold it was probably when we were talking about book one and i just got it a couple weeks ago like right in time to read it for this episode so (laughs) yay I guess I need to check on my hold for book three. <laughs> that would be helpful. It would be. I mean, yeah. I've been to the, sh- the the bookshop a few times this week with the um, sales, post-Christmas sales, and the full series has been on sale as well, and there's been nary a copy on the right. shelf. Yeah. So they're desperately, they're not, they're not, even, they're not gathering dust, any dust. Mm-mm. No. But it's nice. It's good. The good stories. And they're precious, and there's no murders, and there's no ghosts, and it's fine. And there's when not a single vampire not this week, in sight. Amanda, I know you. you ha- I know you're not. You're not at the stage of the next book, but I am at the stage of the next book. Yeah. But when I when you say there's no murder and no ghosts in this one, next week we'll more than make up for Fantastic. it. Fantastic! I love it. I can't wait. And then <laughs> the following week is just weird. Yeah. And a bunch and, and, then, and, and then wait, there's also monsters. So that's fun. Perfect. And then after that, there's sparkly vampires, which is what we have always wanted in our lives. <sighs> we always need sparkly vampires in our lives. Anyway, now that everyone knows what's coming up vaguely, because we didn't mention any <laughs> titles just then. It's fine. <laughs> Let's get started. Yes. Check out our social medias. You'll see the posts. Sign up for our newsletter. You'll find out before anyone. Or become a member of our Patreon, which has just had some changes made. Hooray! Everyone gets to watch all of this garbage that we do. (laughs) I mean, it's great. Hey, this is quality. This is gold. It really is. We're very it, entertaining. It's worth a dollar a month yeah. or $3 yeah. or $5 or more. Or $15. We're very entertaining and we're not bad to look at. Anyway. Let's get them somewhere. In Charlie's diary, dated April 17th, He pours out his thoughts. He thinks he's destroyed his friendship with Nick. They were best friends, and then he kissed him at the party that night and was rejected. The look Nick gave him still hurts. This is what happens when you fall for the straight guy. Later that night, Charlie can't sleep. He's remembered calling his dad to pick him up from the party. His dad came and could sense something was wrong, but didn't push his son. 
Meanwhile, Nick is lying in bed wide awake. He's remembering the altercation with Harry and dragged him away from Charlie and how Charlie wasn't there when he went back. Nick tries to text Charlie, but doesn't send the message. Charlie didn't sleep well and is in a horrible mood, but goes about getting ready when someone knocks at the front door. It's Nick, standing in the rain. He didn't text because he wanted to talk in person. Dragging him inside out of the rain and up to his room for privacy, both Nick and Charlie are edgy and nervous. Awkwardly, Charlie starts the conversation. I feel like awkwardly, Charlie is a good lead-in to every sentence with Charlie. Yes. Yes. (laughs) He apologizes and takes full responsibility for being rude and making Nick feel pressured and uncomfortable. He says he shouldn't have kissed Nick and still wants to be friends. Nick has to interrupt Charlie's word vomit and tells him that he's his best friend. And then he kisses him. It is a long and very thorough kiss. When they apart, blushing, Charlie admits he received some mixed signals, which makes Nick laugh and hold Charlie. Once Nick pulls himself together, he exclaims that he is sorry he ran away. He was freaking out over a full-on gay crisis. (laughs) Nick wanted to kiss Charlie, but he's just so confused. Nick isn't ashamed of their kiss, but he needs to figure out things and needs time to do so. Charlie hugs him tightly and they both start crying and laughing. Nick worries he's messed up both times they've kissed, but Charlie assures him he didn't. So they're both happy. Time for a cup of tea. In the kitchen, they're flirty with each other and Tori, Charlie's older sister, watches and knows. God, I love Tori (laughs) so much. All the sisters see all and know all. Alone in the conservatory with their drinks, Nick asks Charlie how he knew he was gay. And Charlie confesses it wasn't some great revelation. He just always knew that he always liked boys. Nick is torn because he's liked girls before. But now he holds Charlie's hand as he tells him how his feelings have grown. Nick doesn't know how to describe himself, and Charlie suggests that maybe he's bisexual, but also reassures Nick that he can take his time figuring himself out. Then they start a long makeout session. Oh, which is interrupted by Oliver, Charlie's little brother who adores Nick. Oliver clearly caught them smooching and doesn't believe their protests, but isn't fierced by at all. You know, boys are going to kiss boys. It's fine. It's fine. Nick and Charlie agrees to keep their relationship secret for now, though it doesn't stop Charlie from running out to the street to kiss Nick in the rain. It's just so romantic. So cute. (laughs) Over the weekend, they text message in earnest, and Nick starts looking into bisexuality on the internet. At school the following week, Nick and Charlie try miserably. They fail so bad. They try not to show that their relationship has changed but there are signs all over the place great big neon flashing signs <laughs> like little touches and knowing looks and nick helping charlie after a rugby scrum charlie's friend tao thinks charlie is flirting with a straight guy and is going to get hurt there are some awkward moments too because charlie's involved like when they take nick's dog nelly for a walk and nick pulls away from a kiss when a couple walks by nick feels bad he's not ashamed he just needs 
to figure things out. Throughout, Charlie is very understanding. Charlie's birthday is coming up and to celebrate he and his friends are going bowling and of course Nick is invited too. Nick is very excited though annoyed that he doesn't have much time to buy Charlie a present. At the bowling alley Nick meets Tao and Alad from school and is reintroduced to Elle who he shared a class with previously but who now attends Higgs the all-girls school after she came out trans. Charlie is convinced Tao and Elle have a thing for each other but haven't said anything. Nick gets on well with Charlie's friends, but Tao goes more annoyed at Charlie and Nick's hollow flirting to the point he confronts <laughs> Charlie in the restroom. <laughs> oh, Tao, bless you. You're so wrong. He's so blind. But he cares, so that's nice. Exactly. Exactly. But God, he's so wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Outside the restroom, Nick is ordering more food for the group and overhears the confrontation and Charlie's defense without revealing their relationship. Tao is concerned for Charlie because Nick's friends are, you know, the asshole Harry and the other year 11s who bullied Charlie last year at school, and Tao is scared it will happen again. Charlie reassures Tao that Nick is different. As they leave the restrooms, they spot Nick. Tao returns to Elle and Alid, and Charlie heads to Nick, who pulls him into a tight hug without explanation. Later, after Elle has kicked their butts in their second and final game, the group breaks up. Nick and Charlie hang back and go for a drink while Charlie opens his gift. Nick has given him a picture of the two of them with Nellie from their snow day, see volume one. In a frame, he decorated himself. Oh, that's so cute! Blushing, Charlie tells Nick he really wants to kiss him. So behind an extra large menu, I mean, it's huge, it's freaking huge. It is. They do. Nick confesses he heard Tao and Charlie in the restrooms earlier and tells Charlie he isn't like Ben, the scumbag who used Charlie and made him keep their liaison secret. Nick is scared, not ashamed, and he regrets not helping Charlie when he was being bullied. Soon, Charlie's dad comes to pick them up. It's May. Two and a half weeks after Charlie's birthday, and Nick is desperately trying to do the math homework he should have done the night before instead of making out with Charlie, when he literally bumps into Charlie in the corridor. The school orchestra is doing a joint concert with Higgs, and Charlie is on his way to play the drums. Tara, Nick's first girl kiss when they were seven, also see volume one, is there too, and she spots Nick and Charlie's flirty interaction. She's not blind like everyone no. else or oblivious she's aware she is aware tara stops nick before he leaves the hall and he confesses to her that he and charlie are secretly going out it's not official yet and tara is the first person he's told which is really precious and important and it feels so good for him to finally tell a friend Tara understands because she went through a similar thing when she started dating her girlfriend to Darcy and tells him to message her if he needs to. What he's going through is hard and he shouldn't feel like he needs to come out to anyone until he's ready. Love it. So much. After school at Charlie's house, Nick tells Charlie he told Tara they are together, which makes Charlie so happy. And they roll around on the floor while making out. This book is 90% smooching. It is. (laughs) 
Well, Tori walks in, gives Charlie the pens he wanted, looks at the panicked Nick, gives a knowing look to Charlie and leaves with a, well done. Charlie reassures Nick it's perfectly okay that he needs to go at his own speed before Nick heads home. Charlie checks that he still wants him to come out with Nick and his friends. Nick definitely does and explains that Harry, the dickhead, won't be there and the rest of his friends will be fine. In the background, using her older sister magic, Tori nonchalantly drinks her lemonade and reminds Charlie she isn't an idiot and won't tell anyone about their relationship and that she's happy for him but asks him to be careful with Nick's friends. Because they're assholes. Well, it's just the one, really. Yeah. The next Saturday, Charlie's dad drops him off at the cinema. Charlie is obviously nervous, and his dad is worried about him. Charlie meets up with Nick before they catch up with the rest of Nick's friends, and he has bad news. Harry is there. Charlie isn't going to let him intimidate him, though. When they meet up with the group, Christian and Cy are really welcoming to Charlie, but Nick sees Harry laughing with another friend. Heading inside, they grab snacks, and Nick calls Charlie Char. (laughs) (laughs) So cute! They go to see a horror movie, and they both get really scared, and they hold hands. Outside, after the movie, Harry is a typical homophobic asshole self. Charlie tries to cover for Nick and downplays Harry's jokes, and Nick tells Harry to fuck off, but he doesn't relent and starts mocking both of them. Eventually, Nick pushes Harry and they leave. Charlie's dad is outside waiting for him. Nick is really sorry about the way Charlie was treated, tells him he shouldn't have to cover for him, and decides he should never have to put up with that again. Back inside, Nick confronts Harry and his friends. There is no excuse for their behaviour. Harry is making Nick more and more angry and it comes to a head when Harry shows Nick for calling Charlie a derogatory name. Nick punches Harry and they start brawling. In the car on the way home, Nick's mom tries to get him to talk since Nick is sporting a black eye. He only says that his friends are horrible and they were being nasty about Charlie. Nick's mom suspects Nick and Charlie are something more. Her side glances say everything, but Nick doesn't say what. Later that night, Nick and Charlie are texting. Nick apologizes for his asshole friends and confesses he doesn't even want to be friends with them anymore. Charlie doesn't want Nick to give up his friends for him and defends Christian, Cy, and Otis from rugby, though agrees the others don't like him at all. Charlie's friends, however, want to adopt Nick, which is great because he really liked them. Nick then asks Charlie out on a proper date. Squee! (laughs) They continue to text for hours until they both fall asleep. Nick never told Charlie about the fight, though. It's going to be kind of obvious. Especially the next morning, Nick is playing with Nellie, waiting for Charlie to arrive for the date. And Charlie sees the black eye straight away. So Nick has to confess. Though Charlie doesn't like to see Nick hurt, Harry, he deserved it. Oh my god. Oh, asshole. They set off together with Nellie on their date, taking the bus to the beach. They play in the sea, get fish and chips, kiss by the beach huts, and do a cute photo shoot in a booth. Lying on the sand together, listening to music, Charlie asks Nick what he meant by him not wanting him to cover for him anymore. So Nick tells him he's ready to come out. He's definitely bisexual. Nick doesn't want to creep about, pretending to just be friends, and he wants people he cares about to know. 
Standing up, Nick runs to the water and screams, I like Charlie Spring in a romantic way, not just a friend way. <laughs> Which is freaking adorable. <laughs> Charlie is so happy he cries because they can finally be boyfriends out in the open. I like that that panel, it, like, it almost looks like it's all one word. Yes. It's all capital letters. It's huge. <laughs> that night, when Nick gets home, his mom notes how smiley he is. Nick tells her about how great his day was, then opens up to her. Charlie is his best friend, but now he's also his boyfriend. Getting upset at not knowing how his mom will react, Nick starts to cry. His mom stands up, comes over, and gives Nick a hug, thanking him for telling her. He explains he's bisexual, if she knows what that is. Uh, uh yeah, I wasn't born in the 1920s. <laughs> <laughs> they talk about how his feelings toward Charlie have changed in the months of self-discovery he's had. Nick's mom loves him and is so glad that he can be honest with her. However, Nick can't bring Charlie on vacation with him because that's already paid for. Sorry, but mom! End of volume two. Aww, the end. Aww. Aww, I'm going to go and have a cinnamon roll. I need to I need to go and watch a horror movie to you know get things straight you need to reset I do I do okay go and watch something scary we'll come back and then you'll have to watch something else scary afterwards yeah with lots of gore yeah I will blood and guts all over the place (laughs) please remember that fictional hangover is a free podcast and always will be if you'd like to support the show, become a patron of ours on Patreon at patreon.com slash fictionalhangover, then come back. Your support will help us bring you more spoiler-filled discussions and ridiculous content you know and love. Now, back to the episode. So, what are your standout moments? <sighs> My favorite bit was when Nick was talking to his mom. Mm, yes. I really enjoyed that bit mm-hmm. because the Nick's mum, who I don't actually think you ever know what her name is. No, it's just Nick's mum, which is a very—I don't know if it's a very American thing, but it's a very British thing where nobody actually knows the parents' names. It's always Nick's mum, Charlie's mum, Claire's mum. Hi, Claire's mum. Hi. <laughs> um, she reacts in exactly the right way. Gives him a hug. Tells him she loves him and is happy that he's being able to trust her with who he is yeah i love the scene of it in the tv series was perfect as well well i haven't watched the tv series so it's so because olivia coleman fantastic casting plays nick's mom yeah i have seen that and and that's amazing yeah her tea is actually genuine because he just did such a good job it was too much too much emotion yeah it's all the feels all the feels and it's just perfect and it was just such a nice translation as well yeah. and i just like that scene i like the i like the, the honesty so I, I know when friends of mine have come out and 
one of them was when I was 16, 17, he was 17, 18, and he was just so scared, so nervous, because it was like 2000, and just so scared about telling people, this is, this is me, mm-hmm. and everybody was like, okay, are we going to go and get burgers now? Like, it, it just, yeah. <laughs> not to be dismissive of this momentous occasion, but we all kind of half knew yeah and also to be said and also you know you love your friend for them being your friend not because of you know who they take to bed that doesn't matter no i just like you for you like exactly just just be amazing all on your own it's fine exactly exactly and i know what they went through trying to tell their parents and not knowing how their parents were going to react and I hate that. I hate that you have to be worried and scared that you're going to be rejected because of who you love. It's wrong. It is wrong. Yeah, it's wrong. So that's why I really enjoyed that scene because it was right. Yeah. Yeah, if you need... What about um, you? What less uh, heartwarming scenes did you enjoy then? Sorry, wait. (laughs) I just want to announce to everyone who's listening and or watching that if you need Fictional Hangover to punch someone for you, we will. Or if oh, you yes. need someone to give you a hug, we will. No. We will choose violence. We will choose wholesome. Yes. We're good at both. Yes. So what did I like? Um, well, let me just say that bowling and horror movies, that's me. I love both of those things so much. So it was really, I mean, a horrible would you rather question, spoiler alert, coming up, um, because those are like two of the things that I have done all my entire life. Bowling Good luck and horror that movies. One. I know. Potato or tomato? No. <laughs> it's impossible. <laughs> I also really like Tori. Just being sneaky and popping up in all of the perfect places. And also her well done comment like, yeah. Yeah. She just pops up and she's just got a lemonade. She's just staring. <laughs> she's just, she doesn't blink. She's got perfect eyebrows. Yes. It's just, yeah. Yeah. So I really, I really liked um, those panels. And I, like, as we typically do with graphic novels, I took pictures of the panels that I liked. But then I realized that all of the panels that I took pictures of, or the majority of them, were my favorite quotes. So, like, I don't want to mash those together i don't want to share my favorite quotes right now because it's not time for that yet it's not time and remember we're professionals we today. are we are professionals and for we do everything perfectly yes we're amazing and we're always perfect in every way i know you i know you're saying that the lack of murder and horror things was somewhat upsetting but how much should Harry deserve a good murdering? I know. That guy is the worst. Ugh. I really like the panel where Nick shoves him and it's just like his little body just goes. <laughs> like there's no there's no reaction. There's nothing happening. Like there's no arms flailing him trying to catch himself. He just goes. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I quite like about it as well. It's so realistic. Like. <laughs> Charlie blushing every five seconds because he's just so delightfully awkward. Right. And then when there is a fight, 
it's like a proper little five second scrap. Yeah. You're going to get pushed. You're going to fall down. Yeah. Especially by Nick, who's, you know, quite buff. He's pretty beefy. I mean, he's a rugby player, right. for starters. Right. Well, they so is Charlie, beefs. but Charlie's made of noodles. <laughs> no, Charlie's a... He, he runs. He's good at cross country. But he's... He is on the rugby team. I was about team, to say, he's, he just, he's still on he's the team. He's there to run. Grab the ball and go for it. Don't be involved in the scrums. Fortunately, he gets involved in the scrums. I think you just like to say scrum. Scrum. Scrum's a weird word. It's a good word. I like it. Yeah, I like it. Scrum. Scrum. Yeah. So anyway, I loved that scene, (laughs) or I loved that panel where Harry's finally, like, getting his comeuppance, and it's just so, like, ridiculously drawn and amazing. Um, But man, that guy. Punch that guy in the face. He's such a cocky twat, isn't he? He is. Oh, I like cocky twat. That doesn't even... I mean, it does go together. <laughs> Don't do the hand oh, motions. It, 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 it... Hashtag excessively British term. Yeah. He's a cocky twat. Yeah. Oh, honestly. Do you know... Do you know what got me afterwards? What? When Charlie and Nick are talking and Charlie's trying to somewhat defend Nick's friends. He's like, well, Christian and Otis are all right. Yeah, Christian and Otis might be, and I think Sai as well, mm-hmm. Christian, Otis and Sai, mm-hmm. they're all right from rugby. Mm-hmm. But this is, this is the damn the patriarchy, nice guy TM shit that's going on at the moment. Yeah. And it's the same with, you know, all over the news, like for police forces, exactly. If one person is being the homophobic asshole and the five guys standing around next to them don't stop the homophobic asshole. It's not good. They're not nice guys. It's not okay. It's not okay. Not okay. Nick at least has realised that previously he was not being a nice guy. Mm. Yeah. Um. I don't know how much awareness he was of Charlie's being bullied. I don't know if he just removed... He was very much removed from the entire situation because that's certainly an impression that I get. Yeah. Um. But in this, for example, in the cinema scene that we're talking about, the rest of the guys don't seem to see or do anything. No, they're just there watching, and you you gotta you gotta stop it. You've got to do exactly. something about it, or you're just as terrible as everyone else. You just everyone getting up on Harry and punch him in the face. No, don't do that. That's not right either. That's not right hey, some, mo- some mornings you wake up and you, you choose, choose violence. violence. And that's me every day. And some mornings you wake up and just think, you know what, I'm going to just have a cup of tea. And that's you every day. Just. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay. So, favorite character? This this book is so short, like it's hard to go on and on and on about standout moments because it's like it's like three pages long. What I would suggest is go and listen to volume one discussion, then listen to this one, and then come back when we do volume three and four. Yeah, and just keep doing it over and over and over again. Next year, yeah, just keep twenty twenty three. Right, it's this year, Claire. It's twenty twenty three now. Where have you been? I'm so confused. I know. I know. Did I remember to put the bins out? Mm. 
Did I put the right bin out? Probably not. Probably not. It's that time of the year where you don't know when the bins go out and if it's empty, you go, yes, and fill it back up again. Nice. So, <laughs> Hashtag excessively British. Yes, I mean, the book is excessively British. Everything, it's, it's all all British all the time. So Nick's mom is your favourite character, huh? <laughs> Being professional, sorry. Um, probably her and Tori for the same reasons that they don't need any explanation. They don't need any reason why they understand that love is love. Yeah. Um, I, and that's very important. Yep. They are also my favorites. But in the reverse order, Tori comes first and then Nick's mom. Um, I like Tori because she's sneaky. And, you know, precious. And also Nick's mom. Because she's just like, well, I mean, I kind of knew. But thanks. Thanks for telling me. Like, that's a big deal. I'm proud of you. Yeah. Way to go. Thank you. So I thought that was great. It was heartwarming, which I struggle with on account of the not having a heart. I think sometimes you need to have the, you need what you need to do is read the books where there are emotions and feels in it. And this these type of books can give you the feels. But then you need to read something excruciatingly violent to reset yourself. Yeah. You need to go Yes. This is my comfort zone. I yes. have a, I've re-established my comfort zone. Yeah, that's what I have to do. It's just clicking the reset button every now and yeah, again that's... by reading something off that you wouldn't normally. Yeah, that's what I have to do. That's what I have to do. We can't love every book we read. It's true. We can't. Because that would, that would be a lot. 52 books a year at least. If we have to dislike at least one or two of them. One of us. Hopefully not both of us at the same time, because then that causes problems. I don't know. I always find that quite funny. I know, but it's also terrible. Which is great, because I love things that are terrible, but yeah. I would dispute that. I want more books so that's just absolutely grisly and we hate. No, okay, okay. Yes, we we can do that if we go into it fully knowing that it's bonkers garbage see after and oh, hot pterodactyl boyfriend that, i will defend pterodactyl i boyfriend. love hot pterodactyl boyfriend so much i saw another podcast going to cover it you know really mm-hmm. oh yeah so if we if we both expect them to be bad that's fine but going into a book expecting to really enjoy it and then being let down that's, oh that's completely different. that's not a good episode no that's a completely different kettle of fish see going in, ballad of songbirds and snakes oh my god i'm so angry <laughs> so angry so disappointed why did you do this to me what? <laughs> was so bad i feel like we're having a bit of end of 2022 reminisce i know except for that one was but all three of those were several years ago that's because we learned a lesson after that oh yeah it was a hard one lesson yes, we learned yes we learned several good lessons over the years another one that i don't even want to mention we learned no, about no, no. Did you have any surprises, by the way? Let's be professional. Oh yes, um, that someone didn't fucking punch Harry a whole lot sooner. That's it. That's all I got. 
that's fair. Mine was that no one else stood up against Harry. Yeah. Yeah. See punching him in the face a whole lot sooner. Yes. Yeah, that guy's the worst. Honestly. Well, at least in the first one, we hit, you know, you could hit on Ben. Right, being, yeah. Being an absolute asshole. Yeah, that Charlie. guy was bad too. And now it's it's Harry. Yeah, ugh. Ugh. Gross. Ugh. Anywho. Resetting. We can't. Yes. Mm hmm. Yes. <laughs> is it time? I believe that it is time. That was. That's lots of pew pews. But it's fine. Was that an echo? There was an echo. There's a third person back there, everyone. We have been joined for Would You Rather by Superfan Drew. Pew, 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 pew. It's me. I'm here. I've arrived. Yay. It's so exciting. It's so exciting. And Drew, we need to apologize to you um, publicly because part of, you know, the perks of joining our Patreon tiers is that, you know, you get to come on the show and do what would you rather and all of that jazz. And Drew has been giving us money on Patreon for almost longer than anyone else. <laughs> and we're only just now dragging her on the podcast. So uh, sorry for that. I Drew. think of it as waiting for the right time. Oh, that's nice. Now, I, it's nice. Now she's not going anywhere. Exactly. Right. Now we're just <laughs> going to have like 30 episodes with Drew on to make up for it. <laughs> Whoops. It's fine. Oh, look, I, I showed up again. My bad. <laughs> oh. <laughs> she just lives on the Zoom link. Yeah. It's like, oh, you guys are here too? Oh, my uh-huh. God. Uh-huh. <laughs> just wait until we cover Twilight and she's just sitting there covered in glitter. It's like, oh, yes. uh, you're doing Twilight? This, this is the yeah. skin of a killer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those are going to be such good episodes. But anyway, oh. that's not what we're talking about not this t- time. Back to Heartstopper. Back to Heartstopper. Squee. I love it. (laughs) All right. So, Claire, what's our first would you rather question? Our first would you rather question of 2023. Yes, I remember what you Yes, you do. We asked, would you rather go bowling or go to the cinema? On Facebook, 68% of you were going bowling. On Instagram, 80% 80% are going to the cinema. On Twitter, 60% to the cinema. And TikTok was straight up 50 I am very shocked by a 50-50 split on TikTok. Because we mm. get lots of votes on TikTok. And I can't believe that it's just straight up 50-50. That's very weird. <laughs> it is. We did have a lot of comments from some new commenters as well. Bit for this, yes. Would you rather, yes, nice. yes. So let's dive into okay. those. I didn't copy yours over Drew because... Uh, yeah! yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's do the comments and then we'll get Drew's. So Katrina on Facebook said, It's a tough one as I enjoy both, but cinema probably just wins as bowling is more fun with a bigger group, whereas cinema is good regardless. Mm, I like that answer. 
Vincent on Facebook says bowling is you can't talk slash get to know each other during a movie. Plus, I can't help but take the Mickey out of whatever movie we're watching, so we're likely to be kicked out for that or other less salubrious reasons. I feel like someone else should have read that one on account of the <laughs> take the Mickey out line. I'm just, I'm outnumbered this time. It was perfect. Mm. It was perfect. Don't worry. It was Thanks. Perfect. It, like Mickey Mouse, you got this. I feel like it's... Those are pity compliments, but thanks. <laughs> <laughs> well, Brian on Facebook says, as much as I love a classic movie with overpriced popcorn and snacks, I want the interaction of wearing strangers' slidey shoes, taunting my date with smack talk and getting my butt handed to me. It's really good. That's really good. I like the bowling alleys I go to where we don't actually have to change shoes anymore <sighs> as long as you're wearing appropriate footwear. It's lovely. Yeah, things. That's interesting. Down. I have my own personal bowling shoes that are actually Chuck Taylors that I put slides on the bottom of. They're custom shoes. Ooh. Yes. I used to bowl a lot. Really, you have the championship trophies in the cupboard. <laughs> I do. I mean, I have my oh. own ball. I have my own shoes. I won things. Yeah. Oh. What people don't know about me. The more we know. The more you know. <laughs> Annie on Facebook says bowling because that's where himself and I went on our first date. Aww. 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 They're cinnamon rolls as well. Aww. Super fan Annie. Emily on Facebook said bowling helps people to get to know each other more actively than going to the cinema. I don't know, does it? You know, you can judge a lot of people by a lot by the snacks they get in the movie that they decide to pick. Or if you talk about the trailers, which ones are like, oh, I like the look of this mm. one, or I don't like mm. that one. And if they talk or get the phone out, I think it's quite a telling situation. Mm -hmm. uh, Lydia on Facebook chooses bowling for the loud trash talking, covert flirting, and smelly rental shoes. Colin on Facebook said bowling because there's nothing like being humiliated to really create a great first impression. Coral on Facebook loves a good movie with popcorn, milk duds, and luxury seating. Mm. Mm. <laughs> okay. L20 Kev on Instagram. I've only ever had three first dates and every time was at the cinema rather than bowling. American Pie in 1999, American Pie 2 in 2001, and Ocean's Eleven in 2002. Amy was the last first date I've been on. Thank you for that. The following year, in 2003, me and Amy did go see American Pie The Wedding to complete the trilogy too. And that's when it stuck. You went to see the wedding one and you married Aww, her. That's Aww. precious. That's Aww. precious. Now, that, that, that needs to be a graphic <laughs> Toko Rokensai on Instagram says, uh, both? A beer and cocktail at each? Sure. No, slushies are bowling. I can only bowl when I'm high on sugar. I, I, we go slushies at the cinema. We need That's our right. Tango Ice Blast. That's true. Do enjoy a mm -hmm. Tango Ice Blast. God, it's so British here today. It's just a fizzy drink over over a shit ton of ice. Mm -hmm. I've had those in America. Yeah, but you both just like said some random ass thing that doesn't exist. And you're like, yeah, totally that. Totally that that we know everything about. And I'm just like, <laughs> it's perfect. It's perfect. Do you have any library comments? Yes. 
that isn't sassing UK. <laughs> yes, we do have some library comments. Um, bowling, it's more interactive. Cinema, so I don't have to talk. Cinema, because at least people don't laugh at me there. And then the last one that I misread until just now. I I read the word glitter. Thank by you. The way. I did too. I throw gutter balls. Movie it is, but I read it as glitter balls, and I was like, "Yeah, glitter balls." <laughs> I literally wrote glitter balls and went, "That's, That's not, not right." right. <laughs> Zoomed in. It's glitter yeah. balls. But glitter balls also accurate. Also fictional hangover appropriate. See Agreed. Twilight exactly. episodes coming soon. <laughs> All right. Um, so, Drew, what are you doing? Oh, you know, just chilling, killing. <laughs> but I'm going to the cinema. I love the cinema. It's my favorite. Um, I'm not really a fan of putting my feet in other people's shoes or my like my fingers in the bowling balls. Very, ew, no, not not since I've grown up. <laughs> But no, I just I kind of agree with what Claire said. I really like that you can go to the cinema. You can kind of judge a person by what food they get, what film they choose, all that kind of stuff. And it's just like a nice time. And it gives you something to do after the fact because you have a film that you've just seen to talk about to finish the day. Ah, that's a mm. that's a good answer. I might put too much thought into my cinema time. <laughs> No, not no. at all. Mm-mm. I one hundred percent agree with you. I do enjoy going bowling, but I'm not that great at bowling. I still have to have the barriers up. But in recent excursions, I have won every single game. Thank you very much. Nice. Thank you very much. Not by massive amounts. I might as well kick me out. <laughs> but I'm not good at bowling. I'm managing to get down the middle because I've got a technique. I imagine somebody I want to hit with the ball. At the That's end. nice. That's a treat. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I have really fat fingers as well for bowling balls. Just hurt unless I can get the really wide balls. But I like the cinema. I've always liked the cinema. I've got a cinema card. I'll go and yeah, judge you on your snack choices. <laughs> judge you on your trailer preferences because I'm assuming the movie's going to be a mutual discussion. Mm-hmm. But yeah, then I don't have to talk to you for an hour and a half. But if you talk to me during the movie, I can like judge mm-hmm. you. And then have that post-movie discussion. I like the post-movie discussion. I'm I'm good at that. I'm good with that. I like it. And hopefully we've chosen a good movie that we both like. But I struggle with this one. It's like the tomato potato question that we asked. I love both of these things so much. Can't. Can I be the lord and master of my own universe and we do both? Fuck. Oh, that's what Fuck. Saying. Um, okay. You could go see a movie about bowling. Uh, well, there are a couple of there are a couple of movies about go bowling. See book about yeah. <sighs> but am I gonna be able to see that at an actual cinema? Probably not. We do a lot of classic releases. Yeah. They do with the UK at least. I went I saw Friday the thirteenth not too long ago. Yeah, I've yeah, I've seen some some classics in the theater lately. Um 
Okay. It, it, it's too. It's too. As much as I want to let you pick option C, which is all of the above, it's too literal. It's too. You, you know, if you can worm it in, fine. I think. But okay, we're gonna go bowling and then go and see a movie. It's too. I much. think what I'm gonna do. I'm going to choose. My answer is bowling. I'm going to choose bowling in this one, and then. After we get to have some conversation and we get to judge each other for, you know, bowling well or bowling poorly and eating snacks and all of that stuff, then if the bowling date goes well, the next date can be a movie date. Okay. Are you going to rock up to the bowling with your own shoes and your own bowling ball and really intimidate your date with yes. that? Because they're like, I need to use the rentals. <laughs> Shit, she's good. Yeah. She's got her own Yeah, things. I am going to bring my own things. Because they're it's Chuck Taylors. It, my bowling shoes are Chuck Taylors. Of course I'm going to wear those instead of someone else's smelly old shoes. <laughs> and I, you know, oh, I maybe, want a pair of Chuck Taylors. Like, maybe I could use a house bowling ball. But I, I don't, I don't want to do that because I've got my own and it fits my hand. It fits my weird skinny long fingers. Then use your right, I'm gonna. Does it have a skull in it? And can you, you know, make it jump all over the place and take out all your enemies? Um, no, unfortunately, it does not have a skull in it, and I can't control it with my mind and make it do all of those things. But it is a beautiful, solid black. No, like text on it. Um, I, I and my shoes are solid black. Like it's, it's a thing. It's a thing that I've got going. So yeah. Hi, Amanda is a nerd, and she likes to go bowling. <laughs> I think we already know at least half of that. Yeah. It's fine. There's no revelation. No. Now. Except for the fact that I have my own bowling shoes and my own bowling ball. But I don't think anyone is shocked. No. But I can see you the ball as the bowler in, in Mystery Man, so... I wish. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> would you rather your superpower be bowling, farts, or bending spoons? Spoons! <laughs> <laughs> or shovels. Um, okay, next question. Would you rather take Nellie, sweet precious baby dog Nellie, to the beach or to the park? Mm. I think I'd go to the park. She can meet her dog friends under the impression that she has dog friends. I don't know why she wouldn't. Everybody's friends with dog. Yeah. Nelly. Everybody's friends right. with Right, and so Nellie, of course, has many dog friends. Mm-hmm. So I'll take her to the park. She can have a nice play with her friends and, you know, meet up with people there along the way. I feel like the beach is a bit, it's a bit cold, unless it's summer. And I don't like sand. <laughs> <laughs> Zoom in on Anakin Skywalker. I yes. don't like sand. Okay, good. <laughs> it gets <Thank> everywhere. <laughs> Claire, what are you doing? I'm stuck. See, I live on a beach city, so I've got access to beaches. But I've also got access to really nice parks. 
easier to come. But saying that, there are the ponds in the park. I'm trying to think what's e- going to be easier for the dog afterwards. But either way, they're going to need a good rub down and cleaning. They're going to get mucky as anything. I want to take Nelly to the beach simply because when I have seen the dogs on the beach, they seem a lot happier because they can just go absolutely buck wild. But we all, the, the, the only other problem I've got is there's leash laws where they've got to be kept on the leashes even if they're in the park, even if they're on the beach. But if I go to the beach at the right time when it's really quiet, I could probably get away with taking the leash off. Whereas the parks are closed. I see dogs off the leash all the time when it's deathly quiet. No. Follow the rules. No, there's smaller beaches that nobody goes to apart from dog walkers. Follow so... the rules. No, I'll be fine. I'm the only person on the little beach. I'm t- I'll take the leash off. If there's other people come on the beach, then I'll put the leash back on. But if I'm the only person there on the little beach, then I'll, I'll take it off. Follow the rules, Claire. Don't be that guy. Don't be that guy with the crazy ass dog. I'm literally the only person running around with Nelly biting people. Mm-hmm. No, I'm the nope. only person. That, I'll bite people more than nope. Nelly will bite people. I do believe that. Um. Yes. Thank you. I am going to go to the park. Assuming it's a dog park, um, then the dogs can do whatever they please because that's the rules of the dog park. Um, but also, Claire, it's it's kind of what you said with a little bit of what drew said mixed in i don't want to get all that sand out of my shoes and my doggo hair so i am going to go to the park because it will be less sand all over the place oh uh, that's this why i went Ugh. this is why i'm wearing my wellies um, to the oh, beach. okay so i don't even have to worry about it take kick okay. off. okay kick them off put them in the bag that i keep them in <laughs> back of the car Done. Nice. Don't worry nice. about it. You get cold feet. Well, I'm not going to walk around without shoes on. I'll change into my No, I meant the wellies will get cold. All that cold sand and water. Ugh. That's what they're there for. And if you've got socks on, thick Maybe socks. I just didn't wear thick enough socks. <laughs> no. Mine have got like fleecy liners oh. on the inside as well. F- fancy socks. Fancy socks, yeah. wellies. Oh, <laughs> they're not even all the full ones. I go up to the car, <laughs> only like half ones, because otherwise I struggle to get them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Way revelation. That's Stop being one. so Which British. <laughs> Wellington boots. I mean, you know, you've got wellies. I do, but we don't like. That's not what they're called here. Do you, what do you call them? I don't know that they have like a name. What, boots? Yeah, boots. Rubber boots. Rain, rain boots. boots. Yeah. They're not called wellies, though, for sure. And I have a lovely pair, and they're gray with colorful polka dots. Oh. Mine are blue, navy blue with stars. Nice. Like constellations. Drew? Mine are a, like a light gray, but they're just light gray, but they're hunt wellies. Oh, I've got the fancy wellies. <laughs> You've got the fancy ones. Nice. All right. What's our next question? Would you rather only drink lemonade, like Tory, or tea, like everybody else? <gasps> I'm picking lemonade, and you guys are gonna gang up on me, and it's fine. Oh. 
This is a very tough choice. (sighs) (laughs) It's excessively British! (laughs) One second. Hmm. Get the pinky out. (laughs) (laughs) That's actually not a good thing. If somebody's got the pinky up, it isn't actually a sign of being posh. (gasps) My whole life's been a lie. Having... uh, yeah, it's been a lie. I, I was reading about what it meant and it can indicate a person of low moral standing because it's kind of you indicating that you're ready for a liaison. <gasps> so, there you go. With that information. Which one do I go for? Tea or lemonade? But is it actually lemonade in your cup that you're drinking from? No, technically it's water. <laughs> I think I'd go with tea. I love a cup of tea. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) Lemonade's the only fizzy drink I really like apart from Your lemonade is fizzy? Yeah. No, lemonade's not supposed to be fizzy, guys. Mm Mm-mm. Not like a traditional... It's not like a traditional lemonade. You kept Sprite and 7-Up. Mm-mm. I made myself ill when I was five years old in America on 7-Up. Yeah, but that's not lemonade. That's soda. Lemonade... Well, it's lemon soda. Yeah, it's soda. Lemonade is lemon, sugar, water mixed together. Except for not in my case because I, you know, artificial sweeteners. Mm -hmm. Lemon, sweetener, water. Probably some artificial coloring in there as well, as well to make it yellow, but yeah, no, you can't you can't soda a lemon and call it lemonade. I'm very confused. <laughs> Honestly, these Americans drink. Like, oh, Jeez, weird, I'll take they? my little, my nice clear lemonade and go out elsewhere. <laughs> I'll take my cup of tea and I'll walk on by. Thank you very much. I like lemonade, I like cloudy lemonade, I like pink lemonade, but I'm going to go with a cup of tea, because sometimes you just need a break. Cheers. Cheers. Mm-mm. No, I'm going to have my I'm gonna have my lemonade. However it is, it's fine, but just lemonade is not fizzy. I mean, flat lemonade is fine too, I guess. <laughs> it's not supposed to be fizzy. I like, <laughs> I like bitter lemon. When I was pregnant, one of my cravings was bitter lemon. And, I, and it's supposed that? to be an alcoholic mix. It's supposed to be an alcohol mixer. But you, you just buy it in, in, in the bottles. It's like proper lemonade, but really, really strong. It's really sour. It's like it couldn't like shrivel your tongue. It's so sour. <laughs> I like... And I was drinking like two bottles of that a I day. I like that. I like tongue shriveling sour stuff. Yeah, it was it was tongue shriveling sour. So between that and the Kleenex, that that were my cravings <laughs> and cheese. Stop cheese. eating Kleenex, Claire. I have. It was only for a few months <laughs> back in twenty fourteen. We're all good now. <laughs> Let's move on. Would you rather Please. be on the school rugby team or in the school band? Hmm. I'm not going to be on the rugger team. I'm not going to. I'm not into ruggers. Ruggers. Yeah. No. Stop. Ruggers. Oh my god, it's so British. I can't keep up. <laughs> I'm just doing this now. To I know really you're doing you it on purpose. Hilarious. I can't keep up. It's amazing. Yeah. I am not going to be on the rugby Ruggers. team because I'm not sporty in any way, shape, or form. I cannot play a musical instrument in any way, shape, or form, but I'll do the triangle. Ew. 
or the symbols at the end. <laughs> no, I'm torn because I get very bad stage fright, so I don't like performing in front of people, but I can play the guitar. But also, I don't know if my fear of performing in front of people outweighs the fear of being crushed by rugby lads. <laughs> the huge. Rugby lads are so big. Yeah. So... I think I'll probably go for the band and I'll go uh, like hide in the music room. <laughs> okay. Good option. I have no musical abilities whatsoever. Um, like, like Suki. I, I can't sing. I can't play any musical instruments, but I sure can dance. <laughs> Amanda, that was I know, last I'm year. Sorry. I know. I'm on. sorry. I'm <laughs> sorry. Keep telling me. <laughs> I know. I already got. I got. I already got on you once about Suki and Bill. Um, I. Oh yeah. I don't know what I'm gonna do. Um, can I be like Charlie? Can I be Noodle Legs Charlie and run and be a runner on the rugby team and just avoid the scrums? Well, you apparently know more, more, know more than rugby than I do, so sure. Excellent. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Cool. Good. Yes. Done. <laughs> I'll be the goalie. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I don't know anything about rugby. What about? <laughs> I don't know. I'll be player number fifteen. I know that's not a thing. I'll just send the reserve, reserve the reserve bench. I'll do. Can I do the reserve bench on the school band as well? Yes. Like the person, yes. the person of absolute last. Resort. It'd just be us for in the bench, the last resorts. <laughs> in all instances, whichever needs yes. first, yes. I'll step up to the plate. But damn, I cannot do anything. I like that. I like us all being last resorts. I think that's a good answer. Okay, we'll do all right. that. All right, very good. So now, Drew, it's your turn. Do you have a would you rather question that you want to ask us? So, I fought long and hard about this one. Would you rather walk into the ocean and walk along the beach with your soggy shoes? Ew. Like they like Nick and Charlie do. Ew. Or have a 20-minute conversation with Harry. No! Oh. The gross guy. Oh, oh no, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> This 20-minute conversation could be berating him of how much an asshole and a dickhead he is yeah. and then setting the world to right because he's a homophobic but yeah, uh, There's no rules. So, but there's that's... no rules on what the conversation is. But that's not a conversation <laughs> if you're just yelling at him for 20 minutes. A conversation mm. includes both sides. Yes, but I'm sure he'll be able to come up with some witty retorts. He won't because he's an idiot. <sighs> but then I can like shoot back with, you know, actual <sighs> coherent non-bigoted language and then minute 21 once the discussion's ended pow Mm. that's a good one because i don't like having wet shoes and socks no that's gross it's it's disgusting enough just when it's raining or walking through a puddle never mind seawater sand you've got exactly thank you you walk down you've got sand and then you walk out you've got more sand and if it's any any of the beaches like what what live where I live, the big beaches, big, massive amounts of sand, mm-hmm. icky. So I'm going to choose the 20 minute conversation with Harry, discussion conversation <laughs> where I'm setting him right, 
teaching him a few lessons, and then on minute twenty one, I'm going to pound him. <laughs> I think that's a just that's a really that's a really good answer. Um, that's probably. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably what I would choose, too. Now, if it was a conversation, like, I actually had to pretend that I enjoyed his company and I have to, like, listen to him talk and go along with it and, like, I would choose sand inside, in between my toes, inside a wet, disgusting sock. I would choose that if I had to pretend if the conversation had to be an actual conversation, I would choose disgusting sand between my toes and a wet, gross sock inside a wet, gross shoe. Because I hate that guy. But if I can, like, you know, yell at him and make him, you know, put him in his place, punch him in the face, then sure, I'll do that. Yeah, well, you guys basically said what I was going to do anyway, um, except I'd probably include a few more. Mate, you got what are you doing, mate? <laughs> <laughs> what you doing? What are you doing, mate? <laughs> sort yourself out, innit? Mate. What are you doing, mate? Sort yourself out. What are you doing, mate? You doing, mate? Yeah, okay. <laughs> Just British it up a little bit there, yeah. Drew. It's not British enough already. It's not. It, it doesn't look serious <laughs> if you don't be like, mate. That's not right, mate. Mate. mate, you've got to do that. Like, 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 you've got to look at them dead in the eye and shake your head just that little bit, mate. <laughs> mate. So British. <laughs> Amazing. Yes. All right, that's the end of Would You Rather. Thank you for joining us, Drew. Thank you for having me. Yay! Yay. We're very glad that you were here and that we yes. finally finally asked you to come on i don't know what happened i don't know man it's fine i would like to say it in our defense we have said multiple times to drew during vampire book club because drew is a very attentive and key member of our vampire yes, book club definitely you need to get on to the ep- an episode right. which one do you want to yeah. do she's never said <laughs> so i'm pu- i'm gonna throw all of are you yeah, that's victim fair. blaming <laughs> yes, I'm victim. No, it's mutual. It's mutual responsibility. It's mutual victim blaming. Mutual responsibility. No, oh I was. Gosh. I've been waiting for the right time, and then you were like, "Hey, do you want to do this?" And I was like, "Sign me up. Let's go." <laughs> Yay! Okay. I I don't think I've heard a response of uh yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> I'm already there in the background. Exactly. <laughs> and this is where Drew doesn't it never leaves the Zoom. That's before. right. She's just here forever in every episode in the background. Forever and ever and ever. <laughs> it's both a promise and a threat. It is. <laughs> it is a promise and a threat. We gotta add in some threats because mm-hmm. as was discussed earlier, this is a very wholesome episode and I need more violence. Yes, we're gonna choose violence. Yes. Very we good. love it. Well, we have. We've chosen violence because we're going to pound Harry in the That's face. That's true. That's true. That's true. All right. That's the end. Oh. That's the end of Would You Rather. Thank you, guys, and I'll see you Yay. later. Yay! Thank you. Thank you. Well, Bye. My mouse comes back. Bye. Oh, that was so fun! Yay! I love Hooray you. for yes, Drew. 
Yeah, we'll let her come back. She... We'll let her lurk. We'll let her come back for more. So the next time she can do fork, quote, and recommendation. Discussion too? Uh, or we're just going to ease her in. We're going to keep easing her in. Well, it's either that or ease her in to give her the full spectrum. Regardless, she's going to be in a full episode eventually, like Superfan well, exactly. Annie and Superfan Constance. Well, exactly. So next time, if she does Would You Rather Quote and Recommendation, the time after that, she does Discussion Would You Rather Quote Recommendation. And then the time after that... yeah. Summary. Would yeah, you it's perfect. It's going to be perfect. And everyone else, that's what you can do too if you join our Patreon. Exactly. Exactly. Patreon.com slash fictional hangover. Join now. Join us. Join, join us now. Join us. <laughs> All right. Favorite, Favorite final, final thought quote. Yes. There's loads, but I'm only going to give you Okay, stories. wow. Okay. I know, I could give you more. I do, I, do, I, I integrated a few quotes into the summary, so mwah, mwah, mwah. So I got them read out regardless. Good, yes. Um, <laughs> so my first one, I'm going to go, you're a dork. Aww. <laughs> yep. I love that. You're a I like dork. <laughs> Jesus, how did you appear out of nowhere? Older sister magic. Good. Um, out... Don't you feel? Don't feel like you need to come out to anyone until you feel ready. Aww, yeah. Which is completely fantastic. Good. Good. Good advice. Advice. Yes. Yeah. And if that's true for anybody who's listening, please, please take it on board. Yeah. yeah okay, good. I like those. All right. Uh, let's see. One of my favorite ones, but we already talked about it in the episode like in the discussion in the summary so we already know that in a romantic way not just a friend way all one word all capital letters really really liked that one but we already talked about that one and one i'm afraid i'm pretty sure it was harry and so i hate that i'm saying it but it did like it was just weird and i liked it get in there my son are you wow you did not say that right my son get in there get in there my son get in there my son it's very british far too much. get in there get in there my son oh get in there my son oh. hate that guy hate that guy but my yeah. son Can i don't know that's not an expression over here and it really i really no. liked it no that you've picked something very british i know but i really liked it because i didn't understand it and it was awkward and a good time okay um so another one that i really really liked charlie i didn't just wake up one day like oh look guess i'm gay now (laughs) (laughs) guess i'm gay i liked that one and then finally why are we like this yes i did like that one as well very good very good (laughs) All right, if you liked this, try this. What are you going to suggest? I'm going to suggest something that has notes of being excessively British. Indeed. It has notes of, it, notes of excessive, British, excessive British. Uh-huh. Within smattering of American, but two fantastic gay revelations. Yes. 
Red, White and Royal Blue by Casey McQuinston, oh. which was covered on this fair podcast. In the before times. Be in the before time, yes. And I saw it this week in the bookshop and how they've recently released, I don't know if it's the same in the US, but they've re-released a new hardback um, special edition. And it was signed. It was very mm. nice. Didn't get it, but it was yeah, nice. Yeah, okay. Summary is, first son Alex Claremont Diaz is the closest thing to a prince this side of the Atlantic. With his intrepid sister and the Veep's genius granddaughter, they're the White House trio, a beautiful millennial marketing strategy for his mother, President Ellen Claremont. International socialite duties do have downsides, namely when photos of a confrontation with his longtime nemesis Prince Henry at the royal wedding leak to the tabloids and threaten American-British relations. The plan for damage control, staging a fake friendship between the first son and the prince. As President Claremont kicks off her re-election bid, Alex finds himself hurtling into a secret relationship with Henry that could derail the campaign and upend two nations. What is worth the sacrifice? How do you do all the good you can, can do? And most importantly, how will history remember you? And I'm sure... And making this into a Netflix. Oh, I hope so. That was a good, that was a really good book. I really, really liked that one. I've got a feeling, because there's somebody, I think, playing the president. And I was like, ah. Hmm. Well, that's. So I'm going to do a quick That's very nice. It fits in very well with our monthly theme of Netflix, call us. (laughs) Watch. Yes, there is going to be a movie. Excellent. So that's great. We we really would like that to happen. Uma Thurman's president. Oh, that's fun. that's yeah. fun. That, I like that. That 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 as soon as I saw that, I was yes, yeah, she's yep. Uma Thurman's uh, Ellen. Clement. Yes, that's amazing. All right, I like that. What is yours? My suggestion is "They Both Die at the End" by Adam Silvera, which I really like his books. And, you know, if you're going to have two boys kissing, Adam Silvera needs to be involved. <laughs> so, this one. They both die at the end. On September 5th, a little after midnight, Deathcast calls Mateo Torres and Rufus Emetero to give them some bad news. They're going to die today. Mateo and Rufus are total strangers, but for different reasons, they're both looking to make a new friend on their end day. The good news? There's an app for that. It's called The Last Friend, and through it, Rufus and Mateo are about to meet up for one last great adventure, to live a lifetime in a single day. There's always an app. There's an app for that. There's always an app for that. You know what? Fictional Hangover doesn't have an app, but that's really expensive. And maybe if we get enough Patreon subscribers and, you know, Waffle actually, Come on, actually Waffle make House. some money. Maybe we can have an app one Come day. on, Netflix. Come on, somebody. You want to sponsor somebody. Podcasts. Come on. Heck, Oda will pick us up, you know. Anything. <laughs> somebody. Give us some money. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you want to start oh. out the new year. Begging for money. Begging. <laughs> it's fine. Please, sir. Please. Please, sir. Just a, just a can I please I have some waffles without sponsorship? Do you? That's lovely, don't you? Do we have a spotlight recommendation? We do, we do. Um, this one is not out yet. Ooh. It's coming out in April, 
And side note, I don't know if you've checked our emails, Claire, but we have a digital arc of this if you want to go and read it secretly, quietly in the background and be special. This one is called Hungry Ghost by Victoria Ying, and it is a graphic novel. It's beautiful and heart-wrenching young adult graphic novel, and it takes a look at eating disorders, family dynamics, and ultimately a journey to self-love. Valerie Chu is quiet, studious, and above all, thin. No one, not even her best friend Jordan, knows that she's been binging and purging for years. But when tragedy strikes, Val finds herself taking a good hard look at her priorities, her choices, and her own body. The path to happiness may lead her away from her hometown and her mother's toxic projections, but first she will have to find the strength to seek help. The illustrations look amazing. It sounds really appropriate as well for people who enjoy Heartstoppers. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds really yeah. good. Cool. Keep our eyes up for sure. that one. Especially in our emails. Yes, and it comes out in April for everyone else. Everyone who's not oh. us, it comes out in April. <laughs> Just going to bask in a second. For I know. A second. Just... Oh. All right, so that's it for this episode of Fictional Hangover, the very first one of 2023. I'm Amanda. And I'm Claire. Join us next time as we discuss Good Girls Die First by Catherine Foxfield. Look out for our Would You Rather polls on social media. Don't forget about our book club and monthly challenges on Facebook. Be sure to visit our shop on Redbubble at fictionalhangover.redbubble.com for all your favorite fictional hangover-themed merchandise and become a patron of ours on Patreon at patreon.com slash fictionalhangover. That one, that's the most important one. Until next time, remember, the only cure for a fictional hangover is another book. <laughs> that's the one. That one. That one. That one. <laughs> You can find us at fictionalhangover.com, follow us on Instagram at fictionalhangover, find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash fictionalhangover, and on Twitter at fictionalhangover, no E-R. If you like this episode, check out our others, and be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so you don't miss out. And finally, special thanks to Liz Emerson for her music. You can find her on Facebook and Patreon. Thanks for listening. <laughs>